When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. setup it's like simple but it's it's cute simple we hired the best set decorator in all of hollywood well you got ripped off (laughs) (laughs) how dare you i'm sorry it looks great but you know what you're making it all better because you brought gifts i did i brought gifts i bought my icbd watermelon gummies which are absolutely delicious and i think you should try one right now immediately Oh, do these taste like the Sour Patch Kids watermelons? They kind of do. They're kind of... Oh, yeah, they do. They're delicious. kind mm-hmm. of amazing. Wow. So we have the watermelon gummies. What are the other ones we got? These are the Don't Be Sad Super Tasty Chews. They're just all different assorted flavors, fruit flavors. It smells delicious. And then we got the Muscle Rub, which is kind of like an Icy Hot with CBD in it. So you get the Icy Hot feeling and Ooh. then the CBD relaxation whenever you got a knot in your muscles. And then this is the stuff I do whenever I quit drinking. I'm like, you know what? I got to have something to replace it. So I put some <laughs> CBD in a tea. relaxes me so I can get to sleep at night. So why yeah. CBD? Why'd you get into it? It really aligned with my brand of mental health and trying to reduce your anxiety and your stress and whatnot. So I was like, I like CBD. Why not make a product that is my own? Oh, and now I finally have it here in the comfort of my own home. It was like a year before we launched, Jay and I had been talking about like creating a CBD business so that we could be in control of what ingredients are included, making sure that everything was like super clean. Because there's a lot of CBD brands that have been coming out and like asking for influencers to promote it. And it was like, all right, but I don't really know this product. So now we know the product because we made it. Well, this is my personal endorsement for it. But <laughs> I have been approached by some friends I know who work for CBD for CBD companies, and they've asked me like to promote. And I go, you know what? I think there's a conflict of interest because I couldn't do this to my homie. Yeah, we actually have been approached by a handful of CBD brands to promote on this podcast, but we've said no to all of them because we want to support wow. our friend Scott. So wow. we're, saying yes, we're saying yes to don't be sad. <laughs> you guys are amazing. Thank you so much. You're amazing, Scott. Scott, thank you so much for coming. Guys, if you don't know who Scott is, Scott has had a lot of success on the internet everywhere from the beginning of Vine to Spotify to YouTube. You now have 3 million subscribers. Yeah, 2.8 million. <laughs> oh, I've did been it teetering go down? on the line and, it, you know, after I stopped posting, it just it, it it went down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually well, lost 300,000 followers on Instagram in the course of the last year. Isn't that crazy? No way. I think it's been happening to a lot of people. Um, I think they might they might just be purging like inactive accounts. So accounts that might have followed you in like 2014 if they haven't signed in in like a couple of years. Instagram deletes the accounts so that the usernames can become available. There could definitely be some of that. But I also think it might be people purging themselves of following me because... They're not into it anymore. But don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> I'm Scott. not being hard on myself. Somebody I'm a harsh realist, okay? I understand. 
Well, I'm an overly optimistic person. So I think maybe somebody listening to this podcast out there doesn't know who you are and will follow you because of that. Oh, thanks. That would be great. My username is Scotty Sire. <laughs> <laughs> it's happy Groundhog Day to the folks listening. I know it's not Groundhog Day right now for you, but it is for us. And so, Scott, I just wanted to wish you a merry Groundhog Day. Merry Groundhog Day to you as well. I saw some news article. It was about like a, the groundhog being depressed. What Have you seen anything good no, about the groundhog? No, I haven't heard about this. What? Was this from the inner circle? Where did you get it, this it information? Was, <laughs> it, it was it's from Twitter. I saw something retweeted on my timeline about a groundhog being sad and basically saying, I'm going back inside. Well, that's why. Well, yeah, he did predict uh, a late winter, not Six an more early weeks spring. Winter. But it's usually it. an early spring is like it's a one out of ten chance yeah most times it's it's a six weeks he sees the shadow but it's a really nice tradition you can watch it on youtube they like pull out a scroll everyone has like the top hats and the beards they speak to him in groundhoggies <laughs> which is the language he speaks i never really paid too much attention to the whole groundhog thing i was into the movie the old one groundhog it's a, day it's a great movie i've <laughs> had it on all day over and over and over and over so you didn't do anything to celebrate groundhog day well he did I, mean, I woke up this morning and i was like you know what i'm gonna live my life today because it's groundhog day and the day deserves to be lived there you go but you did launch something really exciting today you launched some merch right i launched a brand new website that yeah you know, like i shut down my old merch company why did you shut it down i shut it down because there was a lot of overhead like i was paying like eight thousand dollars a month in fees just to rent the warehouse pay employees the lease for my machine so we had to get rid of those machines the warehouse and all that stuff and now it's just a very simple operation where i get merch designed my brother fulfills it and uh we have a website and we we sell sell merch well i gotta say this collection that you just launched is like some of my favorite designs you've ever made yeah no i love the one that is kind of that uh looks like a tarot card like art nouveau style of yeah. like you and jack and you guys are like naked in the garden of eden <laughs> and there is this angelic little picture of your cat dragon at the top it's it's less merch and more like wearable art yeah i'm, I'm like really excited about the merch i did like a little photo shoot the other day and jack dietrich he was like dude your, your merch is like 100 like the best i've ever seen it's not like merch it's not your initials on the thing it's like everything is some cool design you could see in a shop so. but there is one that's sweatpants <laughs> that just says don't be fucking sad on it <laughs> like right on the crotch I and, like you, that. and you know what that's the top seller right now so. really <laughs> it was funny zane was wearing that over the weekend and, and i'm like that there are kids right now who are probably <laughs> just looking at zane's crotch right now that just says don't be fucking cover sad on it yeah cover it up zane but there really cool like bold looking uh sweats so i like them well anything else uh on the horizon for you guys what, what have you been up to we've been on the podcast side we've been really prepping for like our season three uh which is going to be kind of a new wave of guests questions we're probably going to switch up the set a little bit have some different type of camera angles or lighting it's gonna be kind of a new phase so we've been kind of working on that new merch as well you're the season finale of guests for this season oh shit going, yeah. going out with a poop <laughs> <laughs> I just complimented the set, and now you're going to change it for season three? We're, we're, <laughs> God damn it. We're going to make it... I don't even know what we're going to do. Matt, I think, has some ideas. Any opinions or what you think that we should do differently? I don't know. I This is my first time really being in here and seeing what the set looks like on these cameras, and I think it looks so good with the little red curtain in the background. So vibrant. Yeah, so I, said the, I said the same thing to Heath. Like I had thought I had already interviewed you on here. I mean, we did on the audio version, but having you face-to-face -face right yeah. here. So your CBD company has had a lot of success, and you mentioned in a Yahoo uh, Finance interview that you love being the ambassador of your own brand, something that you own, a product that you use. Do you see yourself venturing into any other products that you would personally use that you would want to make right now i don't want to stretch myself too too thin like i have merch i have a cbd company and then 
like it takes a lot of work to be working on like two companies and also be trying to put out content. Like this past year has been such a struggle for me to be like, get up and be motivated to film stuff, especially when most of the time we're like, we're stuck at home, you know, yeah. like you can't go out and like film stuff. Cause so it's been tough to get motivated to like film things. So I don't think I want to go and like make a new product right now or endorse anything like that. But, um, there's always a chance down the line. You what know? about THC? THC? <laughs> what about THC? THC. Do you smoke weed? Uh, occasionally I smoke weed. You do? I'm trying to quit though. When I smoke weed, I sit on the couch and watch movies until three in the morning and postmate food three times in one night. Like it's, <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. It's but that's a good it. way to do it. I, I don't, I don't smoke weed really anymore. The moment I hit it or like when someone has it, I'm like, Oh yeah, that sounds fun. Let's get a little high. The moment I hit it, I'm like, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> I'm done for the night. Like I, I, I can't do it in a social setting. Cause I, I just like, I veg out. I'm like, uh, where am I now? Like yeah. I just want to be laying in bed watching TV. Did like, you smoke a lot of weed when you were younger? No. When I was younger, I had like, that was my peak anxious years was like 18 to 23, I think. And so if I smoked weed, like I would be just out. Like I'd start freaking out. I'd have to go and do jumping jacks in my like living room until the high died down. Cause for some reason, like marijuana just did not, did not work with me. And now as I've like aged, I feel like I've, I've kind of aged out of my anxiety a little bit where I'm like, all right, I'll let things go. I don't care anymore. And, uh, I'm able to like do it occasionally. But back in the day, like it was just freaking out. Yeah, I've kind of like the complete opposite effect where it was easier <laughs> for me to be high when I was like 17 and 18 than it is for me now because I felt like when I was younger, the world was still my oyster. You could still be so naive and young. You're like, oh, I have just so much to look forward to. Now when you're high, you're like, oh, gosh, I'm 28 years old. Like, have I not done enough? I always feel like when I'm high, there's something I'm not doing that I should be doing. 100%. Like, I still have that because I'll be sitting on the couch high and getting text messages or, like, a question that I need to answer for work. And I'm like, I'll do this later. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of panicking and, like, smoking weed, one time when I was younger, it was the summer before going into college. And there was, like, a friend I had who went to a different school. And he was already going to the college I went to. And he was like, we should hang out and smoke weed. I was like, awesome. He's like, we'll smoke at my parents' house. They're, like, out of town. It'll be great. I'm like, awesome. So we smoked some weed and then we're like chilling in his living room. He's like, I got to go upstairs to like do something. I'm like, all right. So I was just like chilling on this couch in this kid's house and his dad comes home and I'm like, oh, hey, uh, I'm uh, I'm Chris Hiller's friend. He goes, I'm Chris Hiller's father. <laughs> like, he, he looks at me like, who the hell are you? Like, I'm Why'd you say dad. his last name? Yeah, why'd you say his like, full name? It was like the most awkward moment ever. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> I didn't know how to respond to the man. The, the first time I ever smoked weed, I like actually went to my mom and I was like, I kind of, I really want to just like try weed. And she's like, okay, let's just try it at the house. Like, I have, like a great mom who's like, wow. Super, no way. Like, okay, then just try it. Like you can try it. That's fine. Did she give you her own weed or she was like, let me hit up my dealer. (laughs) He's going to drop this by. I got it from a friend who was a known weed smoker guy. And then, you know, she made, made snacks and was like, well, what do you think? I was like, well, I don't feel too much. I'm kind of giggly, but that's it. And she's like, yeah, you're high. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good supportive parent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Scott, you've now put out two albums. You had one in 2018, Ruin Your Party. Ruin Your Party 2018. You had What's Going On in 2019. Mm-hmm. You've now put out about seven singles in 2020. Yeah. How did you know? You do your research, huh? I have. I've done my research. And I also know you well. I mean, I've been it's supporting true. all your music since day one. 
you know, I know that a lot of things right now are hard to predict um, because of current circumstances, especially when it comes to music. I know that you've mentioned that you want to have an album out by March. Do you still see that happening or what's the status on that? It might be a little closer to April. I'm working on music like constantly, like every week I'm in sessions, whether it's Zoom or like I have a couple people that I just I'm very close to that I can like actually see to do like make music. Yeah, I'm doing like three sessions a week working on songs. I have like 20 in a little Dropbox folder, like full of these in progress songs and trying to figure out like what the label likes, what they don't like, what direction is this next album going to take? I have some songs that are like pure pop punk and some that are like very pop, some that are kind of hip hoppy. And it's like, how are we going to make this a cohesive album? So have you made like a lot of discoveries in that, like revisiting the Dropbox and seeing i guess a song that you've made that you may have dismissed like right out of the gate and then now you've kind of heard it in a different light you go wait oh there's something there like you know when like you're making a painting you kind of look at it a little too much and you have to step away for a while and then you come back i don't paint very often i know you've been getting into watercolor so i understand the analogy (laughs) (laughs) but there's something to that like have you made any discoveries of yeah tracks you've been like oh i don't like that then and then one day you're like wait there's no, something there. Totally. There's there are certain songs that I've gone in and written with people that I'm like, in the moment, I'm like, oh, this chorus is sick, or like this verse cadence or style sounds dope. And then I go back and listen to the Dropbox, and I'm like, all right, well, I love the verse, but I want to change the chorus completely. Like, there's just things, if you go back and listen, like, you're, you're kind of changing all the time. Like, your style of music and what you're interested in changes, you know? Like, one day you're really into Lord, the next day you're really into Post Malone. It's mm-hmm. like, what style do I want to copy? <laughs> <laughs> That was one thing I was talking to the label about. We had a little meeting and like talked about that stuff. And it was like, you do pop punk well, but I don't know if that's like where you want to go specifically. But I love that it's like coming back around because that's one of my favorite styles of music for sure. Yeah. What is it like having a label now versus being independent? Are you, is that something you like actively chose to do or is it something that kind of fell into your lap and now you're, you're running with it? I actively chose to do it. I was like kind of putting my foot in the water, toes in the water. What's with the phrase? Putting my uh, dip, to- dip, dipping my toes yeah. in the water. Dipping my toes in the water, trying to like figure out if that's something I'd want to try out and I'd want someone who was very flexible, you know, someone that's not going to be like, do this, do this, do this, but someone who's like now on my team. And I think it was really important for me as like a social media influencer slash musician, always it's been, I'm going to post a story, I'm going to post an Instagram photo to promote my song, but now there's more of a marketing machine behind the music and people who have like experience getting things on the radio and can guide me in how to make songs so i do really appreciate that and like i love that they came to have a meeting with me and like talk about what we're going to do with these songs you know instead of just mm -hmm. and what i want to do exactly they weren't just like uh yeah we don't like that one there there were songs that they were like all right this doesn't sound like a super radio song but it does sound like something that your audience and your fans would really engage with so they they get the picture that like some of the things that i want to put out are not going to be like for the radio or for the mainstream and we need to make that transition of like making it specifically for my audience to making it for my audience and also the radio do you hate that no i love that okay that's a good thing because it's a balance they're not like all right let's just go straight mainstream and like your songs are not going to sound like you anymore yeah like they're still going to sound like me there's just going to be more elements sonically like musically that make it a radio hit you get to be more yourself in as many ways as you want with the full support of people that know how to do it. Exactly. And I'm still working with like a lot of my same producers, all my favorite people to work with. Like I still get to work with those people. I just get a little bit of extra notes. Now take me through like your mindset the day you wake up uh, saying, oh, today's the day I'm about to hit the studio and make a session versus your mindset a day when you have to make a vlog. 
do you prefer one over the other or do you kind of nurture your creativity in both ways? It really depends on that day. Basically, like if you have a vlog idea or like sometimes you have like a video that you really want to get done, you really want to film it and you're like, I'm excited about doing this. I'm going to pull out my Super 8 and film it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I get that way for vlogs sometimes. Recently, it's been really tough to get motivated to make a vlog because I don't know what to film. And so currently, I get a little bit more excited when it's like, I'm going in to make music today because like that is what I'm passionate about. There's been things happening with it, signed with a label and whatnot. So I'm like a little bit more invested into making music than I am into making a vlog right now. But that's not to say it's not going to change. And I'll be like super excited about making a video another day. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I bet it was also pretty cool uh, towards the end of the year, uh, looking at all the avid listeners, um, listening to your music and you being at the top of all their Spotify raps. Uh, uh, my question for you is who was at the top of your Spotify rap? Me. You? <laughs> really? <laughs> what, you just like turn the music down and just play it like on no. loop? No. Um, I listen to my songs when they first come out like several times just to like a lot of times it's to learn lyrics before I go on tour or something like that. Now I listen to the songs in my Dropbox folder because I'm trying to figure out like, how am I going to edit this? How am I going to change it? Is it done? Is it good? Um, and obviously I was listening to a lot of other music as well. I think Post Malone was very high at the top because like his music is the kind of stuff you can just like listen to mm-hmm. all the time. Like you don't have to be in the mood because you're in the mood when you turn it on. <laughs> yeah. Now I also, when I first moved into my new house, I set up my google home or whatever and i started saying like play sleep music so my spotify like top songs is fucking like 30 songs that are just classical music for sleeping (laughs) i know yeah mine uh brown noise i was so worried about when spotify rap was coming out i'm like oh my gosh mine's gonna be the top song is gonna be brown noise i have to start listening to more music ambience yeah like new york city streets sounds like i mean from a lot of people working from home they would just that was I think one of the top songs on Spotify was just like coffee ambience because yeah people just wanted to like feel like they were working in a coffee shop that mm-hmm. has like people rattling around and like they would listen to that for eight hours a day because yeah, you then, can't go to the coffee shop yeah. so you're like I'm gonna put it on my house but you you I think you both guys probably did not or I guess you had sleep music but Matt's Spotify top five was like music Mod oh tour yeah and, oh my gosh Mod the tour Vampire Weekend. Uh, who Tovlo Grimes? Yeah, tons of people at the top. Has it been really cool though to kind of uh, discover new social groups and other artists and creators through music that you otherwise, I guess, maybe wouldn't have met? It is really cool, and I think about it. I always like try to relate it to the YouTube world and stuff like that too. Because in YouTube, you know, you start getting a little traction in YouTube, then you can make friends in YouTube with other YouTubers. And so, like, I signed with Fearless Records, and then. I started deeming back and forth with uh, Cody Seo from Set It Off. And then I got put into a session with Grandson. And like you get to like meet and hang out with some of these people to uh, work on music stuff because yeah. that's what you're collectively into. Just like in the vlog squad, we're all into making vlogs. So that's why we're all, obviously we were friends before from Vine and stuff like that. But like you have a similar interests and you become yeah. closer from that. Yeah, I love nothing more than like hunting down like really obscure indie artists like through other friends playlists like via Spotify and then sharing that music with my followers and giving them that like spotlight and getting other people who follow me to follow them. Like that's like really cool cuz then they like I want to say they do it I don't know now that they owe you something but you get to Watch them grow, which yeah. is really cool. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I know like Todd and I used to do this with 21 Pilots all the time. Like we were so obsessed with them, still love their music and whatnot. But like you kind of like 
we would tweet about them all the time. I'd use their music in Vines and whatnot, and then had Twitter conversations a couple times with Tyler Joseph, and we were like, this is so sick. Like, he recognizes that we love his music and, like, share it, too. Like, yeah, <laughs> you that's know? great. Not to, like, you're not taking credit for their success or anything like that, but it is cool to know that, like, they notice that you like to hype them up too yeah or, or I, re- like- I remember back in the vine days i got an email from 21 pilots inviting me to one of their shows and i didn't know who they were and i didn't go <laughs> and then now years later i'm like damn i should have gone to that big show. mistake dude i could go to their shows like weekly their shows were like the best shows you've been to at least one right? yes but then i walked away from the last 21 pilot show to go watch the lumineers <laughs> because i've seen 21 pilots a handful of times and i hadn't seen the lumineers and i've been listening to their music lately so which, which is understandable if you're at a music festival and you're seeing someone that you've seen several times like maybe go check out another band you're super interested yeah, in so i'm sorry tyler dunn and who's joshua joseph yeah joshua joseph <laughs> sorry intentional mix <laughs> Hope you guys are enjoying this conversation with our good friend, Scotty Sire. We're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Mike, you know I've been writing a lot lately. Writing? Yes. With uh, uh, hands, pen, like typing, physical? You know, just a stream of conscious, really. I've been getting a lot into poetry and I actually wrote you something. I'm very excited for this. Roses are red, violets are blue. If I had to pick a podcast host... I'd always choose you. Wow. Oh, I know. But it was a good expression of my love to you, That's right? Real, I really like that. Thank but you. But you know, maybe you're thinking about something to express your love, like the poem I just wrote for Mike. Well, <laughs> we have a great product to recommend to you, and that is Lovebook. It's actually been great. A lot of you guys have been purchasing Lovebooks from our previous episodes, yeah. and Matt's going to tell you a little bit more about it in case you don't know. So Lovebook is a personalized gift that you give to a significant other to express the feelings that may be difficult to say out loud. You can use a Lovebook to revisit your fondest memories to list out the reasons why you love someone, but they're completely customizable and people use them in whatever way they like. You can create a character for yourself and the person you're giving it to, pick hairstyle, outfits, and you can customize every page as much as you want, or you can use one of their express options and get a complete book in just a couple of minutes. And for about the same price as a cost to deliver flowers, you can get something that's custom, personalized, and will last for years to come. And we know Valentine's Day is upon us. Not only, though, is it a great gift for Valentine's Day, it's a great gift for anniversaries, birthdays, a lot of different holidays. So if you guys are interested in getting a love book for your significant other, or grandma, or brother, or sister, or podcast (laughs) co-host, visit lovebookonline.com slash hoot for 20% off your love book. We're hooking you up. 20% off? With that special deal. Sure is, Mike. Hit them with it one more time, Matt. Where do they go? They go to lovebookonline.com slash hoot for 20% off your love book. Um, Scott, it would be thoughtless of me not to acknowledge your cinematic delights that are your music videos, ones that I've had the pleasure of making some cameo appearances in. You know, notice me, kick back. Don't but be I, sad. Don't be sad. Buffet. Well, the thing about Buffet, and my question <laughs> I have for you is, do you have an apology for me? Because <laughs> I was basically kind of cut out of the entire <laughs> music video that was a, what, a four-hour-long shoot. I do have an apology for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> there it is. Thank you. Thank you. And we're done. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. That, that was a very interesting shoot. We went in there thinking, like, this is going to be knocked out so quick, no problem. And the director's got this big jig machine to operate the camera that took forever to operate and like zane was there longest uh-huh. out of everyone he was supposed to be like the star of the, the show and he was but um like he was sitting there like this is going to take a long time i can tell and like he like was such a trooper like he's like i know it's going to take a long time i'm going to help you out don't worry about it 
but like I know everybody showed up and like they were waiting for hours to be in the shot that was like hardly in the video whatsoever. <laughs> I was like, this is not my vision. This yeah. is not what I expected, but it happened that way. And no, so. it's, it's okay. I'm actually not that bitter about it. Just, <laughs> just don't a, ever do a, it again. A, a little bitter. <laughs> just maybe give him a starring role in the next one and don't invite anybody else. Oh, I, I don't know how to do that, seeing what Zane went through. But uh, no, that was, uh, I just wanted to poke fun at that. No, that that is a serious thing when it comes to like, I think about it all the time when I have to go shoot a music video like i want to be able to be self-sufficient and film these music videos by myself but i know that everybody wants to see us all interacting and friends being together in these videos like i've known as like someone in the vlog squad so when the vlog squad doesn't show up it's kind of like oh he did it by himself like do his friends like hate him or something (laughs) (laughs) and sometimes i just don't want to put people in that position so it's really tough. It's really tough. And even like the Notice Me music video that you came for, that was like a two-hour drive mm-hmm. to get to. I was like, I'll just I'll ask a few people, and like if they show up, it's cool. If they don't, then I'll have extras there that I'm, you know, paying to be in the video. It just won't be as cool without my friends in it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's crazy the location of that music video. How often I see it in movies, in other people's music videos and films. Yeah, it's it, wild. It's weird when you like go and you shoot a music video or something, and you're like. Oh, I've seen this somewhere else. Yeah. Like, that's cool. Uh-huh. You're like, I've stood right there. I sat in that booth for Scott's music video. Yeah. The Notice Me music video, I can't remember all the things that were filmed there, but there was a lot of things filmed in that location. Oh, yeah. It was like, like uh, The Devil's Rejects, the movie Palm Springs that's out with like Andy Samberg. Oh, yeah, yeah. They like shoot a lot of that in there. There was another music video I watched recently and I was like, wow, I've, I've been there. I've been, I was in a movie I there. I was too. there. Uh, you're on Cameo. As am I. For the people who don't know who can, what Cameo is, it's an app where basically you can book video shoutouts with all different types of talent. What, what type of requests do you get the most often um, that aren't happy birthdays? The first kind of request I got was when I was doing rap shoutouts in my YouTube videos. And I opened up my Cameo and everyone was like, can you give me like a rap shoutout? You have to write a rap for it. And then oh, I have to boy. write a rap for it. So I eventually made my bio, don't ask for a rap shout out. <laughs> I was like, that's my special YouTube thing. I don't want to do it on Cameo. It's typically, it's a happy birthday or like, hey, my girlfriend's really mad at me. Can you like tell <laughs> you her apologize for me? Tell her that I love her and stuff like that. And I've, I've never gotten anything that was like super weird at all. But like... It just goes, they're all different. I had one that was asking uh, for me to show my feet and like talk about them. And it was kind of at the beginning of Cameo. And it was a different website for that. Well, (laughs) I didn't even think about it. I thought it was just a simple little Cameo. Like a joke thing? Yes. I didn't even think about foot fetishes. Because after you like do a whole bunch in a row, you're just like, all right, what's the next one? Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. Didn't even think about it. And apparently... It was somebody who had a foot fetish. You did a whole bunch of feet one in a row, or you did no. a whole bunch of. <laughs> okay. It was just somebody asking, like, to see my feet and like talk about them or whatever. What did you say? Oh, I can't. I don't know. I can't remember. I think I also had took my sock off, and there was a bit of fuzz on my foot, and I was explaining like about the fuzz on the end of the toe. Well, whoever it is probably really enjoyed how detailed <laughs> I got about my foot, and that video's out there, probably on some dark side of the internet. Oh my gosh! Um, foot, foot fetishes are so funny. Like I 100% do not have a foot fetish. I can recognize a cute foot, like my girlfriend's foot. I think is like so cute. Yeah. Whereas if I looked at Zane's foot, I'd be like, oh, get it. <laughs> 
away from me. <laughs> but like that's about the extent of it. That's the extent of my my foot love. Yeah, you know, like Do, I don't understand people that are like, "Ooh, I love that sock fuzz in between your toes. That's so ha- hot." Like yeah. it's, it's it doesn't weird. make sense. Where do foot fetishes come from? I think it's, it's just innate. What it's whatever floats your boat. Not to shame anyone who has a foot fetish. I'm just not yeah. foot fetishist. This, this. Not here to king shame. Right? <laughs> this isn't that space. You know, we're supportive of it. Okay, so so feet, so feet. Have you ever? got a cameo from someone or like wanted to get a cameo like hmm, i would love to get colin mockery from whose line is it anyway to wish my grandma a happy birthday like something oh, like that i did zane got me miss juicy which was really cool oh, and it, was, cool. it was before we ever got to meet her in person so yeah. that was like pretty neat but yeah no i haven't gotten uh, she was the one in the in the car outside of saddle ranch yes okay. she's the star of little woman of atlanta yeah sorry i don't tune into that miss but... juicy baby <laughs> oh, i love her she's the best I've never gotten one. I was going to set up a video where I got a bunch of TikTok stars to do cameos for me, and I just never did that either. Oh, that's but a good like, idea. Oh. But I, I wanted to. Yeah. So you still I, could. I still could. But that's a good, that's a probably a pretty good idea. That's like a trending page video. Maybe. I haven't been maybe on the trending page 3 million for again. a long time. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, you know what? I can't just keep posting like random little shitty videos. I have to get something out They're there that shitty. pops. They're not shitty. They're not shitty. Some, some They're... of them are. It's okay. Not good. And I understand that, and that that is okay. You have high expectations for yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I don't have high expectations for myself. I've always like prided myself on being like, all right, well, I'll do this like version of David's prank, but like a little shittier. Like, you know, <laughs> he'll wrap someone's car, and I'll put wrapping paper on someone's car. It's it's you know like I like doing things that are more like satirical than like actually insane. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well, this is like a funny idea, but I'm not gonna go spend twenty thousand dollars to get it done. I'm not gonna like kill myself to make this video. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I have fun with it. Yeah. And sometimes those videos come out great. Like, when I surprised people with my truck and, like, had, like, phrases on it and said, like, just react to whatever you see on the car. <laughs> like, I was like, this is, like, a creative spin on, like, surprising people with my new car. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, but it's all, all just different. Uh, let's talk about your hair. Right now, your hair is the most neutral that I've ever seen it in a long time. Are you doing that for your own health of your scalp? Or do you have, like, a crazy designer color... It in, is in the down the road. It's partially because I thought I just needed to chill. Last yeah. year, I dyed my hair probably like fifteen times. I bleached it ten times in a row to where it was like falling out, <laughs> ripping off, and it was just a bad look. Like there was a there was one time I was like, oh, my hair looks sick, and then I was like, oh, but it's a little yellow over here, so I'm gonna bleach it again, uh-huh. and then it was gone. <laughs> it was like <laughs> a huge mistake. And I actually bought some red hair dye a few days ago, and I was like, I'm gonna dye my hair red. Ooh. My dad texted me and said, you ginger bitch. And I was like, if you can't beat them, join them. So I just dye my hair red. And I was like, you know what? I just want to have my normal hair color for a minute. Yeah. Like, I change my hair so often that literally if we're walking around with, if I'm walking around with like you and Zane and Todd or whatever, like people will come up and be like, oh my God, it's Zane from the vlog squad. It's mad. It's like whatever. And I'm standing there like, they don't even recognize me. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Hi, I'm here too. I have eyebrows now. <laughs> uh, Mike here almost bleached his hair. I, I really, I get so jealous every time people like change their hair. I've never done it, and like I really wanted to when I was a little kid, and my mom said no smartly. Um, but every like when Matt dyed his hair for Coachella, Matt and Zane. I just was just like, damn, I wish I could just do that. Like, it's such <laughs> just, a cool... Just have a fun little moment. I know. Yeah. Mike even downloaded an app that you could, like, change your hair color. Yeah. <laughs> and he sent it to me, and, and you're like... Mm. <laughs> like, 
How's it look? I don't think it would look good. I wish there was a way. I mean, there probably is, but to like temporarily dye it. But like, I feel like it doesn't look good. Is yeah. there a way to like temporarily dye it blonde? It, it, no. Like, I feel like blonde, no, you no. need to well, commit. With, du- with dark hair now. There's yeah, like my no hair is way. so dark and it's like pretty thick. So I feel like you need to like get yeah. in there and you change have to really bleach it if you want yeah. blonde hair. But like, yeah. you guys can all pull it off. I don't think like because I have like really thick dark eyebrows too and i feel like i would just look like an insane person but that actually looks cool i think though when you do have kind of dark eyebrows the worst like for me is when i did i feel like you couldn't see my eyebrows at all usually like, you got like yeah just one color mm-hmm. that was one thing i noticed because like i have started like tinting my eyebrows to make them a little bit darker because i don't like how like blown out my face looks like <laughs> in the sun it's like especially when i had blonde hair like when i had darker hair and like light eyebrows it was like all right whatever but when i dyed my hair blonde too then it was like there's no feature on his face. Like you can't, you can't it's see anything. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was just all one color. Yeah, yeah. Pale you, white. You put, you uh, put a, a black and white filter on an Instagram post recently because you said I don't like the way my skin looks in the sun. <laughs> what? I Can shine. <laughs> I shine in such a weird way. Like. There'll be times when like Jack will ask me to like go take a photo for her and she'll uh-huh. be like, all right, can you test the light for me? And she's like, oh, this light's amazing. And I look at the photo. I'm like, my face is glowing. <laughs> what are you talking about? But it like it looks good on someone else's face that has like strong features. Uh-huh. Whereas mine is like this Irish blonde. You're like lighting yeah. the sun back my, out at yeah. the lens. My complexion just doesn't do as well. In, I, yeah, I feel this. the same way when I take photos with Todd and Zane. Like they're, they just have dark eyebrows. It, everything's there. Like, and I'm just like. I was like, like Poot Lovato. Yeah, they have like the tan olive skin too, whereas like we're like very pale. So like when you you take a picture in the sun, it's like you're like we're squinting. <laughs> yeah, we're squinting extra hard because we have blue eyes. Were we talking about that this weekend? Like I have like kind of light green. You have like a light blue, and that like makes it your your eyes are like can't adjust to the sun as well. Yeah, that's the so, thing, right? If you hit the low when you have lighter color eyes, it, it's like harder to be out in the sun. Yep. I think so. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you can be in the sun more than we can. Yeah, yeah, like I don't like a lot of people with light eyes wear sunglasses, and I don't like wearing sunglasses because it's always like too dark and I can't see what's going on. <laughs> Did you ever have those like transition glasses no, when you were no, a kid? I'm not a 45 year old Jewish <laughs> man. Yes. <laughs> is that like a popular yeah. thing? 45? I think it's like yeah, it's like I feel like that's like a dad thing to get. No, oh, I was my dad had them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or like the kid who was really into like Star Wars and technology, like had them when like we the were younger. Kid? Yeah, who was just like, it's cool. There was like moments in my life when my dad got him, I was like, that's kind of sick, but then also kind of nerdy. It's yeah. super nerdy. Is it the worst is when you were coming back in from recess and <laughs> the glasses were still adjusting to the light. So it was just this weird brown tint. And you just like bump into everything. <laughs> and you can't see. And anything. you're sweating from outside. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't a good look. There are certain dad items like. I think about like my dad's shoes that he used to always wear that I'm like, now they're back in style to be wearing those like big Reeboks and like the new balance. What are you talking about? That's all. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. some, some like dad stuff like become sick. Like mm-hmm. he was even talking about like hairstyles and whatnot. Like, they come back into style yeah. over time. Like the mullet just made a, a huge resurgence last the middle, year. The middle part is now like everywhere. The yeah. middle part. Like like little huddy. Like oh, yeah. Like, down the, the, like the Ricky Martin, Nick Carter, like 1997. I, I don't remember Ricky Martin having a middle cut. I'm pretty. I thought he had he a very had, like clean shave. It was like, like very Lance Bass hair. I could, I could definitely see him maybe having it's a Nick middle Carter part at some point. Or maybe you're thinking of Enrique Iglesias. May, like, yeah, that's er, who might have been. Yeah. Earlier in his career. Yes. Yeah. Also, Nick Carter from Backstreet Boys oh, had the middle part. Oh, yeah. I could be your hero, baby. Do you remember when we saw the Backstreet Boys in Vegas? Were you there? Yeah. Do you remember? And you're holding a water bottle. When Nick Carter had a water bottle and he had like drank most of it and it was just like, like less than an inch of water in it. 
like all like you know of his backwash and everything and he like you know like dangled it in front of the audience to all the girls and was like who wants this and the entire audience was like no <laughs> and all the backstreet boys were like dude what are you doing i don't know that it's a funny thing with the backstreet boys like it was cool to go like watch them perform and do their backstreet boy things but to play the hot boy thing when they've kind of aged out of it yeah it's a, it a little like were they still doing that, like thinking they were like twenty two and like One Direction? But there was definitely a little bit of attitude like that. That was like, "We're the Backstreet Boys, we're hot." <laughs> but I bet that they're all. I bet they're happy. They're all collectively making money as a group. Like, can you imagine being in sync? They can't do a residency like the Backstreet Boys can because Justin Timberlake what is, is going yeah. on his own world tour. <laughs> exactly. He's yeah. not going to commit to like months uh, in Vegas. But they kind of all figured out. Most of them figured out their own thing, right? I, I don't know so. who else is in NSYNC. All I know is Justin Timberlake. JC, Lance Bass, Joey Fatone. Yes. Every and time I hear Lance Bass, I'm like the bicycle guy. No, that's <laughs> Lance Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, I know, but I also don't know. I'm were like, you Lance more? Bass? Who's uh, that? Were you more of an NSYNC fan or a Backstreet <laughs> Boy fan? <laughs> when These I was are a kid, questions. <laughs> when, I, when I was a kid, I had no preference of which one I liked more. I just knew that a few, like both of them, had a few songs that I really liked. So yeah, I'd dance around in my living room to both songs. Like I didn't care. I wasn't like a fanboy of any of them. Now, obviously, I'm like Justin Timberlake is 100 the coolest out of all yeah. of them. You know, but. When I was a kid, I was like, I just like the songs. I don't care. I had a Backstreet Boys t-shirt that I definitely got or my mom got from the girls section at Target. (laughs) But my best friend John had the same shirt. But when we would go go to school, though, all the girls would be like, isn't that... Did you get that from the girls' section at Target? We're like, what? No. Yeah, they were totally like girls' shirts. You had at the time. Just wear whatever you want. It doesn't matter. No. I remember getting made fun of from wearing Target shirts when I was in middle school, I think. And always being like, Dad, can you take me to Tilly's? I want to get some like cool clothes because like everyone makes fun of me for wearing this. I'm just a squirrel that is chasing a nut shirt from Target. (laughs) 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 Oh, like their graphic tees? Yeah, the little like Target graphic tees. Now when I go to Target, I'm like, that shirt's sick. I wear this shirt. Like they they have like kind of like vintagey like retro designs and like stuff like that. Target is so tempting now. You're like, what? Yeah, they're they're good. I could use that. But I think still growing up, if you like you're in high school or middle school, whatever it is, and like you're going to the same place that all these other people go and like you go shop at Target, everybody goes to that same Target and shop. So they're like, uh, you got that from Target. Like they know, you know, like whereas I feel like Urban Outfitters is like that now, though, sometimes or I'm always worried like you you find before you go to like a concert or something, you're like, I need a cool tea tonight and Urban Outfitters. We'll have that for you. And you're like, wow, this is so cool. And but then the, you get the, to the concert and the guy standing like five feet away from you is rocking the, the exact same, same shirt. Exactly. Yeah. And it shouldn't fucking matter. It shouldn't matter what you wear. You know, you should get, shouldn't get made fun of when you go to school wearing a Target shirt. Like, you know, it's if you mm-hmm. like the shirt, wear the shirt. Yeah. Whatever. But it is funny. Like, I remember going to Coachella and being like, I bought some like cool, like two piece outfit from ASOS or something. And I was wearing it one day and I was like, I walked by like 10 other people wearing the same <laughs> thing. I was like... Maybe I should shop somewhere else for a little. (laughs) Scott, you've been venturing into online gaming lately, um, playing Among Us with a lot of members of the crew. How good are you at Among Us? I'm not very good, but the last game I played, I was absolutely hammered. I killed seven people as the imposter, and then I lost the game. Whoa! (laughs) I thought that was pretty good. You know, I was was running around, hardly able to see. It was blurry, but I could still beat... (laughs) <laughs> now now what's your strategy do you have like a particular angle you like to take to the chat to divert attention away from you are you uh how did you yeah get away with killing seven people and not being suspected at all i i like uh 
playing dumb, playing stupid, because I am kind of when it comes to the game anyways. So if I can just heighten that, it's the most realistic way for me to defend myself and be like, oh, yeah, I don't I don't know what that was like. I, yeah, I was doing a task. It was the thing where the lines meet up. I don't know what it's called, but it's like that. Like they're like, Scotty, shut up. You know, what you're doing. I'm like, no, I don't actually. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a lot of fun. Like I've noticed that streaming has become so huge recently and playing video games because of the way the world is and everyone wants to escape to a fantasy world or a reality like you've seen minecraft blow up and it was already big but like now there's like these servers of people that are playing in groups and it's kind of like the vlog squad when we used to all hang out and film videos together mm -hmm. now it's gamers hanging out making videos together but with their avatars or their you know characters and it's a lot of fun i made it a second gaming channel which is it's discouraging because you have a channel with, you know, you built an audience and now it's like, all right, well, I'm gonna try gaming. Like, are you guys into that at all? So it's, it's weird, but yeah, it's fun. It, it, it is challenging, you know, doing online gaming because you have to entertain the audience simultaneously. So you really have to talk and think out loud to keep the people who are tuning into you. Exactly. That's one thing I've noticed with like games like Fortnite. Todd loves to play Fortnite. And he's like, you want to play Fortnite? I'm like, yeah, but we should play some like party games with like more of the group because people love watching us interact. And when you're playing Fortnite, you're focused on like shooting and like being good. Yeah. So people like to watch shooting games when the people are really good at it. Whereas a game like Among Us, which is a party game, is like you just get to watch friends having a good time, like having fun. Now, is there a party game that you would love to play that, I don't know, that isn't that popular yet? Or what could be a game that you wish you could play all day and stream? Damn. That's not like a popular one. All day? All day. Um, <laughs> no Schmidt. Uh huh. huh. No, I don't know what that. Was. I don't know what that is. New girl. Who watched it? No. All day. No. You love Schmidt. I, love I've him. noticed people with girlfriends watch New Girl. So <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I think my girlfriend has watched all of them, so Before, we don't need to yeah. revisit any of them. I rewatched it. Oh, so you, you actually know? are a she, fan now? She had already watched it. Wow. And we, I watched it again so okay. she watched it the second time you know it's the kind of show that you could just like turn on and watch yeah. but where were we we were talking about games what game oh, what game. game i don't really know yeah. i i honestly i'm not super into gaming in the first place but i enjoy i enjoy turning a game on for like an hour or two right and if it is popular i'm like oh i want to see what's popular about this and so like i've had a lot of fun playing among us because personally i enjoy the like interactiveness of like playing with a group of friends yeah whereas like even as a kid or maybe this is like trained in me from my parents it's like you know how people are making like so much money in halo tournaments and playing video games now when i was a kid my dad was like you're not playing video games for more than an hour on the weekday you're doing your homework like you can play two hours on the weekends and you get to pick which day you want to play on but you got to play outside you know like uh, yeah. like so it's like trained in me that i'm wasting my time when i'm playing a video game mm. Right. So I always like I'm playing and I'm like, I should be doing something else. Like I feel bad that I'm like having fun playing a video game. Yeah. <laughs> your dad calling you a ginger bitch in your, <laughs> in your head. For me, I, there was one moment where just I felt everybody else was just much better at video games than me. Like I wasn't that good. And I think it was because I didn't really play like mature rated games and all my friends did. So I wasn't that good at like the shoot 'em up games. You were playing like Bubble Trouble or yes. like Pokemon Snap. <laughs> <laughs> and then right when like Call of Duty and Halo came out, I was like, I can't keep up. Yeah. And, I, and I stopped playing. If you're not like an expert immediately, you were just going to get killed 
every time in one second. I, yeah. I don't play any of those games. You have to be so good so fast. I don't have the attention span to be good at those games either. Yeah. Like I love playing them. I love jumping into it like a quick game. But like when it comes to Halo, I know Heath absolutely loves Halo. And I would go and like play a couple games with Heath, but I'd be like, I'm bringing you down, bro. <laughs> you need a new teammate. <laughs> like, you know what game I have been getting into though? Animal Crossing. No, no, I did. I don't know. I like cringe when I hear Animal Crossing because I haven't visited my village in months. So my animals are dead. Yeah, I know it's just a desolate place there now. But GeoGuessr, do you know that one? Oh, that's a cool game. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's an online game and you have to pay like two or three bucks like a month for it. But what it does is it drops you randomly on somewhere on planet Earth and you have to guess where you are via Google Street Drive. That sounds like a good game for you. I feel like, yes. <laughs> like it's it, sometimes it's really tough because you feel like, oh, I'm just probably in the middle of rural America. I'm going to guess Arkansas, but really you're in like Russia. But you have to use like your, the context of like the architecture, the you're basically the like in, the a, in a street view of Google. And so you can like kind of look around and Matt likes to not really look around too much. Like he basically I, when I played it, I would like drag around and like try and find a major street or something. But Matt will just plot in and be like, hmm. This architecture looks Japanese, but this forest looks like it could be in northern Japan. Yeah. And he'll just like, well, the the closest you ever got, I think, was like a couple of miles away from where the actual place was. Oh, oh I got one. I got one in Texas. Well, I got dropped somewhere in a random suburb, and this was on the world one. And I just, right when I got in the suburb, it felt familiar. I was like, this feels like suburban Texas, but it's... It's not Dallas. I know this isn't Dallas. And then I was like, oh, wait, is this Austin? I go, no, it can't be Austin. It's not San Antonio. And I like looked at Houston and I like thought, oh, this has to be like northern suburbs. Oh, I'm going to guess Spring, Texas. Dude, I got it like right across the highway, like two kilometers <laughs> away. And that's when I was like thinking, I have to stream this. <laughs> or, or whenever like friends come over, I'm like, can somebody sit next to me and watch me play this game to see how good I am? Because you get such a rush, but it's so lonely because nobody witnessed it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that just made me think. Like, imagine like a vlog squad edition. You get dropped at like different people's houses. <laughs> You're streaming that, like doxing everybody. Like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. David's house. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, on like The Sims, some people have uploaded. Uh, like you can crowdsource uh, characters. different characters. So you can look up Vlog Squad, and people have already made all of our characters on there. They've made the houses, and like they've made David's house. But it's interesting seeing their imagination how they think the house is laid up because that's what they've seen in blogs and stuff so like sometimes certain back rooms of david's house like they don't realize that there's a bathroom back there that yeah connects it i remember when i moved into my new house there was like immediately like people like oh we figured out exactly what house he's in like like, (laughs) they were nice enough to not like tweet out my location or anything like that but, but people can figure it out based on like Oh, he just moved. He's in like this area of LA. Oh, we know the layout. We saw that on Zillow. Okay. I know exactly what house it is. Like if you do like a new house tour or something like that, it's so easy for people to be like, get your address. Yeah. We know where it is now, (laughs) which is totally creepy. But then also at the same time, like, you know, I see Ryan Gosling like around in our neighborhood and I'm immediately Googling like where his house is. You would never never go to Ryan Gosling's house. No, 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 no. But I want to know. (laughs) Yeah. It's about not acting on it, but like you can be curious and be like, oh, I wonder where Steve Carell lives. I heard he lives in my neighborhood. Like, Uh you know, like it's not like you're going to go knock on his door and be like, hey, can I use your bathroom? Or like (laughs) park outside for nine hours waiting for a selfie or anything like that. Yeah. No, that's don't do that. No, (laughs) never, never, never do that. 
so you're known for doing a plethora of things online, you know, from your CBD company to your music to YouTube and everything. What is your life offline? How do you like to kick it back? Right now, it has been pretty mundane. Like, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll wake up, I'll work out, and then I'll go work on music, which is not mundane. I love doing it. I love working on music. And then I'll be like, I should film something. I need to film something. What am I going to do? I want to think of like some cool video idea. And then I don't. And then I sit on the couch and I watch TV and I eat dinner. And then I go to bed and I wake up and I repeat. Well, so it sounds like you don't have hobbies, but it's because you're doing what you want to be doing. Exactly. I, I, I do think of it that way. I think that like me working on music is something that I love to do. So like there's that. Me making a video when I am like excited about making a video, like. That is my hobby. It, it has always been my thing. Like I would be at work as a bartender going in the back room to film a vine because like that was what I wanted to do. I liked like trying to think of something funny and trying to see if it would get likes or laughs or mm -hmm. good comments. Like I am really into what I do. So when it comes to hobbies, I, I mean, I haven't picked up knitting or watercoloring. You're missing out. <laughs> or Groundhog Day <laughs> mania. But, oh, that's, yeah. that's, but it is a yeah. double-edged sword to be like the guy who's looked at as like, he only likes to work. Like sometimes I'll come over here and be like, mm, I don't know if there's anything to really film. So I'm going to go home. And Todd's like, you know, you just hang out, you know, we're friends. Right. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yes, I completely understand. We're friends. But like, for some reason, there's something in my brain that's like, I can't just sit here and do nothing. <laughs> that's a good wiring to have though. It's, uh, it's good and it's bad. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword. Cause you know, getting together, having a couple of drinks, playing beer pong or whatever, that would probably be my like hobby. Yeah. Be, like drinking with my homies. But you know, that's that's a very alcoholic thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you now, can hang out without needing to uh, imbibe. Yeah. I mean, we go to lunch and eat. Like, I just have to be doing something. Right. Yeah. You just want to sit on the couch and talk. <laughs> Pretty much. Like and Because <laughs> it's not like sitting down and talking a lot of the times. Like, sometimes it is. But a lot of times it's like people sitting around the couch, like, all separately on their TikTok. Yeah. That's not, that's not a good time. Right. And, like, that is not my... Even when I'm home alone, like... I have not gotten into the like I'm gonna scroll TikTok all night long because like I feel like I should for my job mm -hmm. scroll through TikTok, but like I cannot just be sitting on social media all day long. So yeah. you haven't gotten the guy that pops up and says you've been scrolling for way too long. Does that happen? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> really? It's only happened to me twice, and oh, it does not feel good. It's like if you, I think it's like if you're on the app for maybe an hour straight and you don't leave the app and you just are literally on it. I think it's for an hour. I might be making that up. There's like they made like three or four like TikTok made TikToks and it's like three different creators and each time it'll pop up and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You've been scrolling for way too long. Get some food. Get some water. Come back later. Those videos will still be here when you get back. And you're like, yeah, I need to do something with my life. Yeah. Let me get out of this. And then. You just keep scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, that didn't happen. Yeah. It's like Netflix. That That is where I, I'll lose it, is Netflix asking mm. me Are you if still I'm watching? still watching. Yes, I am still watching. Like that. That's what I'll do is I'll watch movies or TV or something mm -hmm. like that. But when I'm on social media, I'm like, there are so many other better ways to spend my time on social media than scrolling. Like I like to interact with the people who follow with me or follow me. Like I'll go and like respond to their tweets or like yeah. Yeah. pictures and comment back to people because I'm like... If I'm just watching stuff for my own entertainment, I'm not helping anybody else out. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. You're in a really great relationship with the lovely Jack Anderson. Yes, sir. You, know, you guys kind of started out of quarantine, and you guys are in love with each other, which is great. It is um, great. So I guess my question for you is, do you have any advice from being in a relationship? And do you have any advice for those people out there who are looking for love? Like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> 
What's wrong with that? Nothing, nothing. Aren't you looking for love? Yeah, but just twist the knife a little harder next time. Oh my <laughs> I'm god, kidding. I'm, I'm sorry. Kidding. I think hey, I'm gonna be encouraging about I, it. I'm kidding. I, I appreciate the support. I think. Well, first of all, Jack is lovely. I adore her, and I think that when it comes to like, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, I think when it comes to like seeking a relationship, you're making a mistake already. Like you're seeking right. out happiness through being in a relationship with someone else, mm, and yep. like it kind of came to me out of the blue. It was like, oh, this girl is dope, and like I want to talk to her, and we started talking to each other, and it just clicked, and it worked out like very unexpectedly. Whereas like I feel like if I was like searching for a relationship like i need to be with someone like on dating apps like trying out people and like is this person checking the right boxes like that's not that's not the way to do it yeah yeah i don't think so and and like years and years ago i've like had tinder and stuff like that and i've never gone on like a date from that and i'm not knocking it at all but like whenever i use those apps i would like kind of scroll just like curiously just yeah. to boost your confidence yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, just to yeah go, like, well if i was at a bar and i saw that person she would think i'm attractive <laughs> yeah. so i'm not so bad after all i think that the, just the most important thing is not going and like seeking it out and if it's meant to happen it'll happen now what about being in the relationship itself what's something that you uh really value or that you think is a good truth that a lot of couples should practice or maintain i think just honesty and like really respecting each other and like learning about what the other person is like what their what their ticks are, what annoys them, what annoys you, and like not bottling it up, holding it down, and building a resentment for each other, but being completely honest. And like if something does happen that they do that bothers you, you can assess whether or not that is something that is always going to happen, and you're going to have to let it go if you really love them, or if it's something that they can not do. Like, yeah, you know. And I think I think it's just really a big respect thing where yeah. it's like this person that I'm with is not going to do something that I absolutely hate and I am not going to do anything that will upset them either. Mm-hmm. You know, that's great advice. That's great advice. And especially really appropriate right now during Valentine's. Day. <laughs> oh yeah. Valentine's day coming up on the 14th. You doing anything with Patricia? Uh, yeah, there's this cool, uh, drive in movie thing that we get to go to, but that's the day before Valentine's day, Valentine's day, the actual day. I'm still working on it. Still working on it. My, Wait, how about you? Excuse you. me. I, I missed the Bless question. It. What happened? Uh, what, uh, what, what are you doing on Valentine's Day? <laughs> um, yeah, crying. No. <laughs> hey, if you need anyone to cry with, I cry all the time. Too. Do you cry? It's okay. Do you, you cry a lot? I cry when dogs die in movies and <laughs> when heartfelt stuff happens in Disney stuff. Oh, I don't know really? why I'm like actually so sensitive when it comes to watching movies. Like, I could hear about someone dying in real life and be like, that sucks, but that's the way life is. But if I watch it in a movie, I'm like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know? So you've cried like recently? Yeah. I cry all the time when it comes to movies. Wow. Yeah. I Last time I've cried has been to a movie, but it hasn't been like boo hoo hoo. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a little bit of a watery eye situation. Mm-hmm. And then other times I'm like, it's kind of funny to take photos of myself crying. So I'll kind of amp it up a little bit. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's all, it's always really good to take a photo of yourself crying. Cause even in the moment you're going to hate it, but you'll really laugh and smile about it yeah. further down the road. There's been times when Todd and I will like send back and forth our like crying photos. He's, yeah. Like in the morning, he'll wake up and be like, I cried last night and like send me three photos. <laughs> and I'm like, why? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's good that you're in touch with your emotions and you're not like pushing it down. And you know, that that's a very level headed way to approach life and, it's very valuable. Yeah, and I'm definitely not 
definitely not uh we're not calling you perfect don't worry i'm, yeah, I'm not definitely at not not at all <laughs> thanks guys i really appreciate that but yeah i'm definitely not the best with my emotions i'm not the best at handling them either like there is still times when i'll like bottle up something that really bugged me because i'm like that was a stupid thing to bug me but mm -hmm. then at the same time like you should be like i know this is stupid but it bugged me i want to talk about it mm -hmm. you know yeah being forward letting them know what are you looking forward to most when life returns to normal it's a tough question should I say Saddle Ranch? No. You can uh, say that. You can say Saddle Ranch. But there's no, no wrong answer. Oh, here. I miss the days of Saddle. No, 100%. It's got to be just like traveling the world, like going to other places. I haven't been able to tour and like play music and live shows. And I miss that. And just like traveling, like going places. Like I want to go to Hawaii. I want to go to Australia. I want to go all over the world again instead of being in my circle. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i feel like that's what most people would say they miss is like being able to travel freely and feel safe about doing so yeah mm -hmm. and knowing that something is going to happen like there's a set date for something it to look there's been to. so much because we're like oh everything's been postponed but it's still in that time where that's probably not going to happen as well yeah like having the certainty of time and looking forward that that moment is going to happen yeah that's what i look forward to yeah i will say i think like live concerts is something that i really miss a lot especially going to your shows like that was such dude honestly yeah. it was it was, <laughs> it, was <laughs> it was such a highlight of just like life was going to like wow scott's playing at uh you played at vidcon you did like a, a set at vidcon then mm -hmm. you played at the roxy and then you played at house of blues like and just like being your friend and getting like the, you know, the, the, the behind the stage the experience. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then also giving that experience to other people. Like when you were on tour, I'd be like, oh, my cousin lives there. Yeah. Scott, can you put him on the list? You're like, yeah, no problem. Like yeah. giving the gift of like you to other people in different places is and cool. And just like seeing you guys, like you and Todd and, and Bruce and Chris yes. and Patrick. Yes. Sorry, Who, whoever else is up there on yeah, stage, no, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, Matt's like, yeah, I love your shows, but like, if Lumineers was playing, I'd be over there. <laughs> no, no, I mean, um, yeah. So I'm very much looking forward to like concerts coming back, and I do hope that you will play shows again because those were truly like some of the best nights in my like. Whenever my memories come up in my phone or Instagram stories, like remember this, and it was like me and Matt goofing off at like your show at the house of blues. I'm just like, wow, yeah. what a great life. Yeah. That shit is so much fun. And it's so great. Like when all my friends come out to the shows too, like when I was on tour and like Todd and I would do a show and like it's somewhere kind of obscure. So like no friends are going to come out to that show. It was fun. It was great to do it. But like when I had everybody there and like everybody comes up on stage for the last we, song and we're all just jumping up and yeah, down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we're hanging out afterwards, all having a good time. Like that was like, that was the best. Well, cheers to the future. And it will happen. Yeah. It will. For sure. 2021. Scott, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for bringing the CBD. Thank Be you, sure Scott. to check out Scott's new merch, um, his, his music, his music videos that I may or may not be in, uh, <laughs> his gaming channel, his main channel. My third channel. His third. <laughs> my Instagram, my second Instagram, <laughs> and my merch Instagram, <laughs> and my cat's Instagram. Can you send me all these links? We'll put them all yeah, in the description. Yeah, yeah there's just like fucking 40 links in your thing. <laughs> right, it's we'll just all in. my stuff. Yeah, you got it. All right. Well, thank, thank you guys. You, all right, thank, thank you for you, having me. Also, I want to give a special shout out to a podcast that I had the pleasure of being on. A good family friend of mine's podcast called Duel of the Takes. It is on Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, and YouTube. So check out the links below. It's a podcast where him and his friends discuss and debate their favorite films. This one, we did a bracket of all the Disney Channel original movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. So, so if you want to hear me geek out about Disney Channel original movies, which I am very passionate about, I highly recommend you check it out and listen to it.